Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. This psalm that we just said, uh, the response that we reiterated, how great are the works of the Lord, Psalm 111, it was As we were sitting here, I was thinking about uh, a line from Pope Benedict where he talks about the two greatest defenses, he says, for the faith today, the two greatest apologetics for the faith are the art that the church has produced, the beauty that the church has produced, and the saints. How great are the works of the Lord. The saints are the great masterpieces of God's providence, his grace, his design. And I think in a particular way, the martyrs stand out in a shining way among the saints. So today we have the feast day of Saints Andrew Kim Taegong and Paul Chong Hasang and their companions. We have a parish in our diocese, St. Andrew Kim Parish. I don't know if you know this because we've got a, a Korean community from uh, South Korea here in our diocese. And I don't know how long this has been going on, but we've had a relationship. The Diocese of Cleveland has had a relationship with the Archdiocese of Daegu, South Korea. And... Uh, over the course of the many years now, I guess, they, they have sent seminarians to study at our seminary in Cleveland. So along the way, uh, different classes get seminar- or Korean seminarians. I had uh, um, a good buddy of mine. He was from uh, Daegu, South Korea. He's now back in Korea, Joseph Kim. Anyway, it's pretty cool to celebrate St. Andrew Kim's feast day. These uh, incredible heroic men, they were martyred in the 19th century under incredible persecution that came uh, in those days. They are such witnesses. They are such witnesses of heroic steadfastness and a, just a refusal to capitulate when it comes to the faith. Let me back up and just kind of situate us a little bit um, historically here. So Christianity came to Korea during the Japanese invasion of the 16th century, the end of the 16th century, around 1592 when it's believed that some Koreans were baptized probably by Chinese or by um, Christian Japanese soldiers. At the time, evangelization from that point forward was incredibly difficult because Korea had no contact with really the outside world except basically for, um, except for Beijing, where they would bring taxes to Beijing on an annual basis. On one occasion during the 18th century, in the year 1777, Christian literature from Jesuits in China was basically smuggled into Korea and uh, it was given to the underground Korean church. And this is what began to, it was like the miracle grow, so to speak, for the Christian community in Korea. Home churches were set up at the time. Mind you, no sacramental ministry, no hierarchy, nothing. It was simply the laity meeting in homes, encouraging one another and... um, baptizing one another because ladies allowed to do that but they had never seen a priest they had never seen a priest there were four by the time that um, a Chinese Christian missionary Chinese priest was able to sneak his way into Korea he discovered that there was somewhere in the round in the ballpark of 4,000 Catholics a um, few years later it was up to 10,000 so the faith was growing because of the laity So now fast forward to the persecution of 1830. Father Andrew Kim, he was the first Korean-born priest ordained um, in Korea. He was 
eventually arrested, he was eventually tortured, and he was beheaded in some river. Andrew's father, his name was Ignatius Kim, he was also martyred along with in the persecution. Paul Chung Hassang, who is mentioned in the martyrology here, he was arrested, tortured, martyred at age 45. Among these other martyrs, you've got Columba Kim. She was an unmarried woman. She was 26 years old. She was put in prison, stripped naked with her sister Agnes. They were forced to be in prison amongst some condemned criminals. Um, but by the grace of God, they were spared that torture from those men who were in prison with her. They were just tortured by the, the government officials. The two martyrs among their companions that just stand out for me, that just blow me away, a young kid named Peter Ryu, he was 13 years old. He was tortured so badly, his flesh was so torn from his body that during the, the mock trial, it says that he was taking chunks of his own flesh and throwing it at the judge. Unbelievable, unbelievable. There was a guy named Protes Chong, he was a 41-year-old nobleman who under his own torture, he apostatized. He denied the faith, he was released. He was free to go, so to speak. Well, amidst his freedom, he had a crisis of conscience. He later came back to his torturers, re-declared uh, his faith in Christ, and he was later also um, put to death. Okay, the point of today's feast is not to squirm at all the grotesqueries visited upon these martyrs. That's not the point. That's not why I'm going through all of this. The point, as we prayed in the collect, is to draw strength from their example, to be inspired by these people, right? The church holds up the martyrs as the supreme, supreme witnesses to Christ and the inviolable dignity of the human person, right? That, like, though you can torture my body, I'm destined for something beyond the grave. I possess something. I hold a treasure in the earthen vessel of my humanity. The church holds up the martyrs because we need witnesses close by. Yes, of course, we look upon Christ always, but we need witnesses close by who embody for us the steadfastness of the faith. I'm thinking of Hebrews chapter 12. This is what we hear in Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us rid ourselves of every burden and sin that clings to us and persevere in running the race that lies before us while keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the leader and perfecter of faith. For the sake of the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Friends, this is why we gaze in awe and wonder upon the martyrs, because they, right, these martyrs following him, our leader and perfecter in the faith, they too endured their crosses and their tortures, despising this shame for the sake of the joy that lay before them. Like the last of those companions that I mentioned, Protes Chong, like the man who was tortured and came back. Like how do you explain that apart from the joy set before him? Friends, let us call upon these martyrs, these incredible heroes of our faith, that they would pray for us, that all of us would grow in our conviction, that we would grow in courage and a willingness to suffer for the faith, to suffer for the gospel. Let us ask St. Andrew Kim and Paul Chong Hassong and their companions to pray fervently for us now and at the hour of our death. Amen.